You are listening to the How to Talk to Girls podcast with me, Trip Kramer. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the How to Talk to Girls podcast. I'm your host, Trip Kramer from tripadvice.com. On today's episode, I decided to go back into the archives. That's right. So what I did was I ended up going back all the way to 2014. It was August 2014. It was the month that I got engaged to a woman who I am no longer with. You're actually going to hear on part two me state that I'm... I think it's still in the in the audio. I, I edited some things, but either way, I did propose to a woman. And then a few months later, I decided to break it off because I realized that she was not the right one for me. And a lot of the things I learned from that is stuff that I still help guys and coach about, making sure they find the right woman and understanding how to do that. And I made a few mistakes. I made a few errors, not uh, really looking at some of the red flags in that relationship and why we weren't a good match. So anyway, this is not supposed to be uh, about that. (laughs) We're just talking about uh, this time, August 2014, when uh, I went to London and I coached, did some in-person coaching. I coached about three, no, four guys. And so I did a boot camp out there in London. And during this time, I set up for me to do a speaking event at Michael Valmont, who used to be a dating coach. He doesn't do it anymore. And one of his events, when meetup.com allowed you to do dating advice events, I don't think they allow that anymore. I had one too in LA, but that ended up going away because they don't want anything related to dating advice or pickup or anything. So I ended up speaking at that event in London. And this is part one of that audio. So that is what you're going to be listening to today. In the beginning, it goes deep into my story because this is me sharing who I was at this time. Because at this time, you know, 2014, I'm only in business for two years. And my YouTube channel did start to take off, but it's nowhere near to where it is now. And I wasn't even doing the podcast yet. I didn't start this podcast till the winter of 2014. I think my first episode was like December 2014. So this is a few months before this actual podcast. And I told some of my story. I go into a lot of great tips in terms of what it means to naturally attract women. And in this part one, this is just me spitting out all that information. And then at the end, I do a little bit of a Q&A and part two is the full Q&A. So just apologies up front. The audio is not 100% amazing, but it's totally uh, listenable. And there are times at the end where you're going to hear someone asking a question. So it's going to go kind of quiet. If you can hear it, great. It's not that important to hear it if you can't, if you're like, this is frustrating. I don't even know what this guy is saying because my answer still works without the full context of what the guy is saying. It's still good advice and you're going to understand what's going on based on my answer. Okay, So you're going to get all that here today the London Seminar. I've released a couple of YouTube videos of it on the YouTube channel, but I have no recollection of ever releasing this full audio. And there's no way that I did. I mean, I really would remember that. But I went through the entire hour and 30 minute. I listened to every single word of it to edit out just some things that didn't really matter. Or there's There are some spaces in there where you just can't hear at all what the person is saying. 
who's asking the question because only I was hooked up to a mic. So I edited some stuff out, try to make it nice and clean for you. And a lot of it still holds up. It really does. I mean, 99% of it. It's interesting because I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm thinking about what would I have said differently? Only a little bit. But most of it is still stuff that I teach today, which is why I wanted to put it here on the podcast. You should listen to it. It's awesome. It's entertaining. It's interesting. And you're going to learn a ton. So this is part one. Before we get into that, if you are interested in getting coaching from me, because this was a seminar where I spoke for free. And then at the end, I pitched coaching and had a couple guys sign up. And I don't do the in-person coaching as much anymore, mainly because of the situation with COVID and everything. But who knows? You might be listening to this uh, years later. So I still do in-person coaching, just not as much. But I do do coaching over the phone. And I love it. I think it's such a great help. I know that boot camps and in-person coaching is huge and it helps guys a lot because you just go hardcore approaching for a full weekend and you get pushed by a coach like myself. But the phone coaching pushes you to learn how to do it within your own element and in your own life, in your own routine. So we get to actually coach you through your own life in terms of implementing approaching and dates and dating. And that's why doing phone coaching is so beneficial and so powerful for the guys who sign up. So if you're interested in that, go to coachedbytrip.com and you and I can work together and we can get you started. I'm really excited to be working with some of the new clients who have signed up this month. Hello to you if you're listening. We're going to rock it out. And you can rock it out too. Just go ahead and fill out the application. I'll text you and you and I will hop on a phone call and see if coaching is a good fit and see if we can help you. Coachedbytrip.com. All right. Here is the part one to the London seminar. And uh, if you don't finish it for some reason and you feel like, oh, you should skip part two, don't. They don't necessarily connect. Part two is all Q&A. So you can listen to both as its own episode. They don't necessarily go together. So here's part one, part two, right after this. I've been talking all day, so I'm going to be sipping this throughout, if you don't mind. I've been coaching with uh, Abs over there in the back with the glasses. He's done incredible. How many numbers did you get today? Four. Four numbers. And you just told me something else. What just happened earlier? Instant date. Instant date. I love it. So, first of all, Michael, thank you. We were talking earlier. We just had dinner. I've spoken at a lot of meetup events and seminars and things like that. And in terms of meetup groups, I was telling him this is like, I'm so impressed because he's got such an active community of guys. And there's meetups, I mean, all over the world. And I've spoken in different places. And I don't know, maybe there's something in the air of London, but it's like the biggest meetup group I've ever seen and so active. So that's really cool. So uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I'm from Los Angeles. But I was born and raised in a little town called Chicago. And uh, I did not know I was going to be a dating coach. That was not something that I thought I was going to do. I thought I was going to grow up, you know, work a nine to five, do whatever. And meanwhile, way, way, way before I became a coach, I was literally one of you guys sitting here. 
I went to seminars, I went to events, I researched stuff online, I watched videos, I bought coaching, I read the game, right? All the things that most guys do. And so the first thing I wanna say is that I am proof of success. I don't say that to impress you or to have an ego. That's not the point at all. The point is to show you that really this is possible for every single one of you guys. I grew up very shy. I grew up uh, getting friend zoned all the time. Who here has been in the friend zone? Who here is currently in the friend zone with multiple girls? Okay, not too bad. I was like king friend zone, right? I have this like very like, you know, friendly face and I'm not like a jock type. I'm all skinny and lanky and, and girls, they love me, but not for the reasons I wanted them to love me. It's, oh, Trip is so cute. Oh, he's such a good friend. It's like, yay. No, not really. <laughs> High school, I tried my best to get a girlfriend and tried to attract women, but again, always in the friend zone. Uh, if I ever did hook up with a girl or kiss a girl, I considered it luck. Okay, so I'm 29 years old, so this was like, you know, I don't know, 12, 13 years ago. And I don't even, 10, 13, I don't even think like any of this stuff was out. There wasn't like information really about how to get girls, but even so, I wasn't looking it up. I never knew that it was possible to actually get good at this. So that was my thing. I never knew that you could study something like this and get good. I wasn't even aware of it, right? I was talking to Michael earlier. We were talking about how like pre-learning this stuff, it was like a bad dream. That's kind of what it was. I did not understand that this is something that you could actually learn and get better at. And so because of that, I just lived through high school and through college with sort of trying my best, even though I was too shy, so I didn't really talk to many girls. But at the same time, maybe again, I'd hook up with a girl if we were drunk. I mean, guys want women they're attracted to, and I couldn't get that, plain and simple. And so I thought, okay, well, you know, again, I'm just gonna live my mediocre life and get a job and maybe one day get a wife and settle. And then, just like most of everyone else out there, you know, someone had me this book called The Game. Oh my God, the game, this is crazy. People are learning how to, who's read the game, by the way? Is anyone, you guys know what I'm talking about? Okay, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the game is just a book uh, that came out that revealed that there was this underground cult-like you know, group of pickup artists. And so I read this and I was like, oh, okay, people are learning this stuff, cool. Wow, I guess it's possible. So I kind of looked some stuff on the internet. I found like these weird gamey techniques and I was like, oh my God, if I just say this one line, this girl's gonna like me. This is gonna be amazing. So I, I took this one line, I don't even remember what it was. It wasn't even very pickup-y, it was actually a very normal kind of statement, like talking about her smile. And I remember talking to a girl and just kind of spitting out the line, and it was totally within context of the conversation. But the second after I said it, true story, this is the first time ever trying out anything beyond my comfort zone of trying to get a girl. She goes, is that a pickup line? And I'm like, I'm thinking like, we've already been talking for like a half an hour. How is this a pickup line? And so after that, I was like, all right, this stuff doesn't work. Back to, you know, I'm doomed. I'm not going to find the girl I want. 
And it wasn't until a couple years later I moved out to Los Angeles. So now I'm 22 years old, right? And I moved out to Los Angeles. So this is about seven years ago. And uh, has anyone been to Los Angeles, by the way? Another show of hands? Okay. Has anyone like lived there for like, or been there for more than like a month at all? Okay. So I'll tell you about Los Angeles really quickly. It's a great city, a lot of beautiful women, an active community of guys like you trying to learn this stuff. But it's a very spread out city. Very difficult to meet women, okay? You guys take the tube to get everywhere, we drive. If you take the train or you take a bus, you're actually known as weird. Like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's, you're doing that? Like, that's strange because it's so spread out, you wouldn't want to take a bus, you know, 15 miles. So this causes people to be very separated, which made it very difficult for me to find any girl. And meanwhile, I'm not good at meeting girls anyways, so this made it like exponentially difficult. So what did I do? I did what any guy does. Finds the local pub, gets really drunk, hoping to gain some courage to talk to a girl. So that's what I did. I'd go out with my two roommates, and we'd get very drunk. And even at that point, a lot of guys can actually get drunk, and that gives them the courage to go talk to a girl. I had such bad approach anxiety that even getting drunk or buzzed didn't do anything for me. It actually made me more nervous. So now I'm at like super low point. Like, okay, alcohol isn't working, going to bars isn't working, nothing's working. And I remember I kind of dipped into reading some stuff online a little bit more and to see, okay, is there some other lines I could use? But nothing, nothing worked. And I kind of had like this mini breakdown when I was around 23 years old and I was like, all right, what am I going to do? Like, I can't find the girl that I want. I can't even find just an average girl that I want to be with. So the next step, what do you do? Online dating. Now, at this point, there was no Tinder. This was like actual, like, just online dating going on, making a profile, which now I know is kind of weird for some guys because now it's just about, like, swiping. It's a whole new thing. I kind of wish I had that, though, because Tinder's amazing. Do you guys use Tinder? Is that another thing? Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Okay. So, so yeah, so at this point, I'm like, all right, we'll try online dating. And it actually worked. So I did online dating for a month. I would literally come home every night from work, and I would get on and message girls, and they'd message me back. It actually became kind of like an addiction. It was so much fun, because I was able to get girls to chat with me. And I had a little bit of success. I mean, success is different for everybody, but to me, it was I got to go on dates. And I got to hook up with a few girls. But it was a lot of work for results that I didn't really want. I was going on dates with girls who were, again, average, either by looks or personality or both. Wasn't the type of girl I wanted. So at this point, trying online dating, nothing else working, I came to this realization. And I'm kind of summing it up because this realization took, you know, over the course of months to really come together, but the realization was this. I have to go out, I have to do this sober, and I have to try to start from step one to get better at this. Because reading stuff and drinking a lot wasn't working. It was doing absolutely nothing. In fact, it was actually making me worse because my ego was shot, my confidence was shot, so nothing was really helping. So. I'll tell you a little bit about what I did to get better. And I want you guys, you know, to just 
be open-minded to what I did because without a doubt, I'm 100% confident that if you did do what I did, which is a little extreme, you would get better. It's hands down, totally proven. I've done it. I've had some of my students do it. I had wingmen that I went out with do it. And I realized it was the only way to really get good at this. Because what I realized, what I learned actually later on was that this is a skill, which I'm sure most of you guys already know. I, I hate to compare this to things like, uh, you know, like basketball or a sport or something like that, like meeting girls. But it really is because you're working on skills. The skills I'm talking about are communication skills, uh, skills to improve your confidence, flirting skills, skills in body language, all those things. And if you can put all those together, you can really meet the type of woman that you want. Okay. Now, before I get into what I did, I'll also tell you, I'm not a pickup artist. I don't consider myself a pickup artist. I don't even use any pickup artist terms. I learned all that stuff. And I, like I said, I read the game. I never connected with any of it. Okay. So remember I said I had a little bit of a realization period. This was part of it. I realized that all these pickup lines and all this stuff. I'm not saying it doesn't work because it actually does. There's guys all over the world using all this stuff and it works, but it didn't work for me. I just couldn't get on board with it. It didn't feel like me. It didn't feel authentic. And authenticity is by far the best way to go about this. It's the longer way. It's the more natural way but it's the best because it sticks with you for longer. I always compare it to like, um, I'll compare like the natural way to pickup. Pickup is like, when I say pickup again, I mean using all the pickup lines and the routines and the stuff that you'll just read on the internet and just kind of copy and paste it to yourself and just go out there and use it, right? The kind of quick fixes. It's like going out to the pharmacy or the doctor and getting that you know pill that just makes you all of a sudden better, right? as opposed to the natural method, that's like a little bit more work, right? You can't just get the pill. You gotta like drink a lot of water and stay healthy and take herbs and supplements and things like that. And like do all this work to like stay healthy, but it's better in the long run because then you won't have to go to the doctor all the time, okay? So what I ended up doing was I got a little journal and I wrote day one on it. And I said, I'm gonna go out for the next two months, as much as I can. Not every day, but as much as I can. And I'm just gonna see how I can get better at this. I'm gonna go out, I'm gonna do it sober, and I'm gonna start by just seeing what works and what doesn't, and literally do trial and error all by myself. Because like I said, there was really no information out there that I could find that was non-pickup related that was teaching you how to do it a little bit more naturally, which is what I wanted. Couldn't find it, had to do it myself. It was either do it myself or live a life of settling and not pushing myself and not getting the type of girl that I wanted. So I thought, okay, I literally have two choices. I picked this choice. Meanwhile, I didn't really like my job either. So it, it did make it a little bit easier that, I mean, I was working crazy hours. I was working like 9 a.m. to 7 or 8 p.m. at night. But I, 
I didn't like it enough or, or really had any goals in that area where I could put a lot of attention and focus on this. So day one, I go out. Now, mind you, I, like I said, I had the worst approach anxiety ever. Even with some of the students that I work with today, I'm jealous of them because even they, most of them, can approach better than I did. I would never even come to a meetup group like this in the beginning because I was so scared that they would make me approach or push myself out of my comfort zone, which I was not ready for. So day one, I go out, and I went out for four hours. This was at night. And in my little black book, I said, I just put a little journal, where I went out, how many approaches I did, and any notes, like anything I could learn that I could do better next time. So I went out, fast forward to, I come back home, go to my journal, how many approaches? Zero approaches. Four hours walking around, being like, there's a girl. She walks by and be like, okay. And then be like, okay, here we go. This one, here it is. I'm just going to say whatever. And I couldn't do it. That is stressful. Very, very stressful. Day two, I go out. One approach. I think I like said hi to a girl as she passed. Just like, hey, that's it. Day three, I did a couple more, a couple more hellos. Day four, okay, I was able to get into conversation. Fast forward to, I did this for 45 days, not in a row, but 45 days. And by the end of that, I ended up approaching I think over 150 girls. I ended up getting a few makeouts at the bar, ended up sleeping with a couple girls. And this was great. I was like, okay, this is starting to work. And at this point, I was still wasn't happy. Because for me personally, and everyone's different, I wasn't looking to have sex with as many girls as possible. It was fun and it was awesome, but I really wanted to find a girlfriend. I actually wanted to find someone to settle down with. Most guys I work with, that's what they're looking for too. They want like the fun period, they want to have sex and have fun, but then eventually they want to settle down. And I'm all about that. I think that you guys should be going out there and having as much fun as you can. Of course, doing it in the most genuine way possible, not hurting anyone and having fun. And, and then eventually, if you want to, you know, settle down with somebody. But yeah, very important to have that period. I know a lot of guys, they're looking for that period. They don't, they've never had that period in their life where they could go out and have the fun they wanted. All their friends did or they saw other people doing it. So it is very important. And so at this point now, doing this all by myself, straining, I wanted to get even better. Because I think within the 45 days, I maybe went out like 20 or 25 of those days. So maybe like a little over half. So I took it to the next level, a little more extreme. And I ended up going out for periods of weeks in a row. So I'd go out for about 21 days straight, including Sundays. And then if it was on a Saturday, I'd go out during the day as well, or a Sunday during the day as well. Monday through Friday, it'd all be at night because I had a job. I did this for two years straight, going out anywhere from three to four times a week. And then sometimes I'd be like, all right, two weeks in a row. 
I invested a lot of time, more time than probably any of you guys really have to invest. I always say to guys, like, if you invested all the time that I did, then you'd probably be a coach, which is what I did. It's like, naturally, I just fell in love with the whole process and, and seeing guys get better and myself get better. And I just want, I want guys to experience that. But if you did even like 40 to 50% of what I did, you would be in the spot where you want to be. And anything above that, you could probably work for Michael. Maybe. Maybe. But the point is, is that this is not easy. It's not. It's actually really fucking hard. And it was one of the hardest things that I ever had to do in my life. And for some of you guys, it might be just as hard. Maybe other guys are a little bit more ahead. It might be a little bit easier. But either way, don't let anyone ever sell you a magic pill. Don't let anyone ever tell you that it's easy because it's not. And so some of you might be thinking now, okay, thanks, Trip. Tell me it's really hard. How does that motivate me? Well, I'll tell you this. When you know it's going to be hard, and this is anything, right? When you are aware that you're going into something that's going to be difficult, at least for me, this helped me a ton. It actually makes me feel a lot better because I know that when I get a rejection, when I have a shitty night, when I go and approach every girl at the bar and everyone rejects me and doesn't want to talk to me, or when I finally get that number and she doesn't respond, or when, they, when I finally get the date and then I never hear from her again, when all those things happen, I know, okay, this isn't supposed to be easy. This is going to be an uphill battle. And that actually helped motivates me, and I hope that motivates you a little bit. Because the days are going to be hard, the nights are going to be hard. I always say it's kind of like a trending graph. So if you guys see a graph like this, okay, like an x-axis and a y-axis, and you start from here, from ground zero, if you, if you continue with this and you're persistent with it, you're going to trend upward. Like I said, if you put all your effort into it and you go out a lot, you will get better. But it's, it's not going to be like this, and it's definitely not going to be exponential. It's going to be like this, right? Up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down, always trending up, though. So I get a lot of students that say to me, you know, oh, my God, I just had the worst night. I'm just not feeling it. My energy's not there. You know, I got a lot of rejections, or I just, and they just lose confidence. And then I got to remind them, remember the other day when you were like on this natural high from getting that one girl's number? Remember that other day where this thing went right and this thing went well and this thing went well? And they're like, oh yeah, that's right. But for whatever reason, because of our stupid human brains, when we have those bad days, it ends up kind of sinking us down into this hole where we're like, oh no, this isn't going to work. No, this is going to be bad. Like, this is all terrible. In those moments, I want you to remember that you have two options. You can sink into that little hole. You can go home. You can be upset about it. And you can say, this isn't going to work for me. And I'm doomed. That's one option. You have that right. You have that option. Or there's another option. You could say, that was just a bad day. That was a shitty day. 
And all I have to do is just keep going. Don't think about the rejection. Don't think about the hard time. Don't think about maybe some crappy advice you got. You just have to keep going. And this is coming from a guy who just literally kept on going. And I remember so many really rough nights. I mean, nights where I'd go home and like practically be crying because it was just such a shitty night. I'm a very intuitive person. When I say that, I mean like I, I'm able to read energy very well. So like if I hang out with someone for a long time, if they're up or down, I'll kind of take that energy. And that's a curse and a blessing because if they're really awesome and they're having a good day, I'm going to feel really good. But if they're not having a really good day, I'm going to feel really down. So I pick up that energy at the bars or, or going out or talking to different people. And that's what would cause me to have such you know, really bad days or going, going back home and being like, ah, oh, I just, I feel bad. I feel weird. I just can't shake it. It was just a bad day. But I knew I had to keep on going. And so the way my story continued was, you know, like I said, I fell in love with teaching guys how to do this. I started getting better at it and I just helped out guys for fun. And I loved seeing everyone's results and seeing people get better at it. And I started to see this shift in, um, I don't know, like I guess maybe you want to call it the industry or, you know, the community of people trying to learn this stuff. And, and I saw this shift of people trying to actually get away from the pickup lines and the routines and the routine stacks and the negs and all the other millions of, you know, terms out there. And I was like, cool, guys also want to learn it this way. So then I started to teach it that way. And so I'd love to give you guys some advice tonight on, you know, whatever you need help with in terms of attracting more women or making friends or attracting more people in your life, because there is a way to do it, which is a little bit harder, it's a little bit longer, but it's the way that's going to make you feel like you. Because what happens, and I've seen this a lot, not to everybody, but I've seen this a lot of times where guys will go out, they'll copy and paste, right? Like I said, they'll copy all the stuff they read online, paste it on themselves, and then go out and use it. And it works. But then they had this weird kind of breakdown where they're like, I don't feel like me. And yeah, cool, this girl likes me and yay, I'm getting laid, but it's not me. It's this other thing, this other person. And of course, I mean, I don't have to tell you, nothing feels better when a girl's actually attracted to you and not, you know, the things you read. And this might sound hypocritical because I have videos and blog posts giving advice, but everything I teach is to kind of shift your thinking a little bit and move you into a way of, like Michael said earlier, becoming your best self. Because I believe, and even for myself included, right now, we're not perfect, but we can always strive to be even better. I'm striving every day to be a better version of myself. I still get up in front of rooms like this, and I get nervous. I do, I get a little shaky, like, ooh, there's like a bunch of people watching me speak, all the eyes are on me, this is really intense. And I used to let that stop me. Same kind of feeling when you go approach a girl, that, that really crappy feeling inside of you that makes you tingle, makes your stomach kind of nauseous and trying to stop you from approaching that one girl. But what I've done through repetition and practice is I've learned to take that feeling 
and move it into more of an excitement feeling. I actually read this one time that this, the feeling that you get when you're really excited and the feeling that you get when you're really nervous is actually the same feeling. Like it's sparking the same reactions in your body. And I've already learned to control this before I read that, but I was like, oh, that makes sense. So again, we're kind of back to option A and option B here, right? When you feel that little nervousness, that little tingling inside you, if you guys do have approach anxiety, does anyone, who has approach anxiety? Okay, so most of the guys, right. So again, this is not gonna just happen tonight magically, but this is something you guys can take away and practice. That feeling you get inside of you, don't let it control you, you should control it. Because what's happening with approach anxiety is you're letting all that feeling and all that negative energy and all that stuff you're saying in your head, you're letting that get the best of you. Instead, you gotta be one step ahead of that and take that feeling and say, no, I'm not nervous, I'm not scared, I'm excited. I'm excited at the chance to meet a new girl. I'm excited at the chance to get rejected and fail so I can look back at it later on and I can find out what I could do better. So a little Anthony Robbins kind of motivational speak here. There really is no failure. In my eyes, the only real failure is sitting at home doing nothing. Right now, you guys are already taking the next step. You said, it's Thursday night, I got nothing else better to do, but either way, you're here. You came all the way here to learn something new. But when you go out there and you actually put this stuff into action, there literally is no failure. Because you're either gonna go out there and something awesome is gonna happen, like getting a number or making out with a girl or finding your next girlfriend, who knows, or something shitty will happen, you'll get a rejection, it won't be the best night, but at least you can go back and analyze Okay, wasn't the best night, why? Why wasn't a good night? What could I do better? What could I do better next time? And if you don't have the answers to those questions, that's the point where you get a wingman, or you come to these, or you get a coach, so you can have someone help you through that. But either way, you can always look back and figure out what you can do better next time. So, with that being said, you know, that's my story. I'd love to hear from you guys. I don't know if you have any specific questions. I'm sure every single person in this room is at all different levels, um, but I'm happy to you know, answer any questions you guys have on your mind, whether it be something regarding my story or something you want advice on or anything like that. Is that Only the women are raising their hands? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just, just from my point of view, how how do I tell a guy that he's in the French world? You, <laughs> the great question. Um, first of all, send him here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, don't do that. That's bad. Um, you, there's no way of avoiding hurting his feelings. So keep that in mind. You can come up with the best way to tell him, which might be a better way than being like, hey, I don't like you, right, obviously, but he's still gonna be hurt. Um, so there's a guy who you know that likes you, and he's in the front, and obviously you don't like him, but you know he likes you for sure. 
But he de- he definitely likes you. <laughs> Are you trying to like keep an actual distance from him? Like you don't even want to be his friend? Right. Okay. So in terms of this, communication is is going to be the best, okay? And what you need to do is have the most raw form of communication. Okay, so when I say raw, what I mean is like you break it down to the most simple pieces of the foundation, right? So that would be you. I mean, here's an example. You sitting down with him, getting coffee with him, and saying to him very... Is he, does he try to kiss you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay, so he's very aggressive. Okay. Well, then this is easy. It sounds like... I mean, this is going to be easy because it, I, I think it's easier when the guy's more aggressive because it gives you the chance to be like, okay, this needs to stop. Otherwise, there's other girls who are like, yeah, I can tell he likes me. They're not... The, the guy isn't so assertive, but like, they can tell that you know, the guy likes her. But... That's a harder conversation because they have to sit down and be like, hey, so I, listen, I got to break it to you. For this guy, you're going to do it the same way, but you can just, you bring this up the next time you talk to him. The next time that he ends up trying to kiss you, you need to look him in the eye. You need to tell him with confidence, because if you do it passively, he's going to keep trying. Because if you're like, no, stop it. No, really stop it, right? He's going to be like, come on. But if you're like, seriously... Like, I don't like you like that. And this is getting very frustrating for me. Right? So if you can tell him, you know, in that stern action that you're not interested, I'd hope he'd understand at that point. Have you told him that before in the way I'm speaking to you? Yeah. Okay, so going back to earlier, I like to break things down as simple as possible. Okay, you have two options. And this is up to you. I'm not telling you which option is the best for you because you know the best for you. You have two options. I mean, it's an unfortunate, you know what I mean? Sometimes both these options, there's some good and bad in both of them, right? But it's simple as this. Do you want to live the life where you have this guy around, but he's consistently trying to flirt with you and get on you? Is that the kind of friendship you want? Or do you want to at least tell him that he has to stop and you're going to have to risk it at that point? This is the same exact advice I give in reverse to guys. When a guy is in the friend zone, I tell them the same thing. You have two options. You can kind of passively let them know that you're interested and always be in this friend zone. That's one way to go about it with this girl that you like. Or you can man up and get the courage to communicate with them and say, you know, in better words than this, but that you like them, that you're interested in them. And at that point, that guy is risking a friendship. But if you're, you know, annoyed and frustrated and in this kind of, for lack of a better word, this kind of pain, because it's just... It's painful, it's annoying to be around a guy like that who's doing that. 
I don't know if that's the way you want to go about it. So, something to think about. You spoke a lot about self-development. Yeah. Uh, and wanting to help people to get to the stage where they're comfortable. Yeah. Um, how do you measure success? Because have success to you will be hooked up with a girl and just have sex and success with some of these guys will be have a steady relationship and find the one. How do you measure that? Great question. With something like that, well, any, anything, right? Success is, um, it's not very tangible. It's, uh, it's vague. Yeah. Success is different to everybody. Mm -hmm. What you feel is success, I might think is different, or maybe we have the same idea. So for any personal development, you obviously, you don't want to say, I want to be successful. What you need to say is, what is it that will make me feel successful? So what's something that would make you feel successful? My question will be, what is it that you are trying to get this guy to be successful to? Okay. So everyone is here for right. a reason. What is the reason why they're here for? Right. So that's different for everybody. So whatever that goal is, there are steps to be taken to achieve that goal. And they are? Which one? Oh, it all depends. Like I said, it's different. If you want a girlfriend, if you just want to be confident, if you just want to get laid. What do you want, guys? Do you want a girlfriend? Do you want to get laid? Threesome. Well, everyone. Threesome, whatever. What do you want? Threesome. Who wants a threesome? Threesome. Okay, two. Who wants a girlfriend? Two threesomes. For people, who wants a friend? With benefits? Well, that's not really a soundbite, is it? It's I don't know. Well, What's the reason why you're here? I'll well, sum it up in a, in a word or two. I'd say I want to be able to go there, yeah. go out, and get, meet people so mm -hmm. that I can eventually find that person. To actually be in that game rather than being outside of it looking in. Right. What are the steps that you need to... So... Well, actually speak to them first. Mm -hmm. And then, as, as Tripp said, you know, it's a... It's a it's like ladder, you have to go through those steps. So, which one? Which they are? Actually, talk to them. Mm -hmm. Like another human being. Yeah. Which is, I guess, where I am. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then feel like, rather than just randomly bumping into women in my life and screwing my life up, actually going out there and being the man and meeting women, you know, like all other aspects of my life, I control them. Mm -hmm. There's one aspect I feel I have no control over. I don't actually. What's the end game? I guess the end game is happiness. Mm -hmm. Whatever that means. Uh, human contact and potential happiness. Yeah. My whole point is, how do you measure that? How good you're, you're doing it? Okay. Yeah, how, so, so you need to measure it. <laughs> well, actually, you should measure it. When I said before that I had that little book I was writing the journal in, you should measure it because you have to know if you're doing better or worse because then you can fix it, right? So it is important to measure it. Now, see, here's the thing, is that there are a lot of guys that they don't necessarily know what they want. They know they want to interact, they want to communicate, they want to touch a girl, they want to feel loved, they want to be around people, they want to not feel shy, but they're not really sure where they want to take that. Most people I've found at the end, even guys who've ended up being like the number one player who sleep with women all the time, eventually what I've found just generally is they want to eventually get into a relationship and maybe get married. Very few guys I've ever found want to just be a player forever. I'm not judging. I think whatever you want to do is perfectly fine, but that's what I've seen. Um, 
But yeah, in the beginning, it is tough. I couldn't really say what it was either. I just, it's like, I couldn't say it. It's like, I just wanted to get good with women, you know, whatever that meant. But what I, you know, would love to tell you guys, what I do when I coach is like, well, let's figure out how to make that tangible. So for a lot of guys, what that's gonna be is doing approaches, right? So you can measure that. You can literally go out and say, tonight I'm gonna do five approaches. One, two, three, four, five. That's a number that is a tangible thing. Is that what I do? Is that what I? That's what I did, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Can I just say, I think yeah. you, you just um, hit the nail in the head. I think people need to know what they want. Yes. If they don't know yes. what they want, it doesn't matter what they do, they're not gonna get that. And when I ask them what they want, maybe three or four, raise their hand. Yeah. Threesome, I thought it was awesome when someone said a threesome. Oh yeah, friend, this is great. You know what they want, then you can plan how to get there. They don't know what they want, and most of you didn't raise your hand. I'm sorry. Then it would be hard for you even to mm -hmm. get the feedback and plan your life and reach your goal. You need to know what you want. It's literally one of that's that's you're absolutely 100 right. It's one of the hardest questions in the world, and it's not even just for like women. I mean, it's for your life. It really is. Like to really sit down. It seems like it'd be the easiest. It's like, what do you want? I don't know. I want, you know, to get laid every day. I want a million dollars, you know, but obviously you have to be realistic. What is it that you want? It's the hardest question. But if you can sit down and really answer that and be as specific as possible, then exactly what you said. What was your name? Alini. Alini? Yeah. Just like Alini said, that's going to be the first step. Basically, I want yeah. to be a man of options. Mm -hmm. Fine. Yeah. Fine. Yeah. You want the woman of your choice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I have a question for Alini. Yeah? You're asking us why. You should, get up, you should get up here. You're, <laughs> you're asking us why we're here. More to a point, why are you ladies here? What's your agenda? Um, my best friend is here, and everything that is important to him becomes important to me. So he invited me to come over and listen to this because he. He's been to one of these meetings before, and I knew it was going to be amazing, and it is. You, you've been great. Michael, yeah. uh, where is Michael? Oh, Michael yeah. You're amazing as well. Yeah, it was a great introduction. But I just think that you guys need to find out what you want. And then I think he's got amazing steps for you to get there and achieve it. Yeah. That's why I'm here. Um, and it's awesome. Because it really is. I commend you for it. There's a lot of women that don't understand this. They don't get it. It's very difficult for them to understand. That's why I'm here. I yeah. Mean, I love the time, but men are aiming for that. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Well, I'll tell you right now, we want you. That's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. In the back. Um, I, I've been doing uh, okay. Yeah, so you're saying that you can go and approach that's not a problem in the world. But when you get in there, you have nervous energy. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And that's causing you to... I mean, I can still have a conversation. 
Okay. My guess, and this is very much related to what we were just talking about. My guess is you have something which you guys might have heard. It's called outcome dependence. Who's heard of that? Okay, a quarter of you. So outcome dependence is you're focused solely on the outcome. Okay, so this is why this stuff is so hard, right? It's like there's this fine line. It's like, know what you want, know what you want, but don't focus on it too much. And it's like, that's contradictory information. Why should I not focus? If I didn't focus on what I wanted, then I wouldn't be able to get it. Here's the thing. When you're too focused on the result or the outcome, right? So for you in that moment, it might be, I mean, you tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth. What is the result or outcome you're looking for in that interaction? So think of, um, think of the last interaction that you had where you were nervous and what was the outcome that you wanted out of that? To get a number or an instant date? Okay. I was going to say that, but I just wanted to hear it from you. Yeah, I'm sure. Get a number or an instant date. So here's what I want you to do. I want you to try something new. This is going to be an exercise, okay? The next time you go and approach, or let's just, let's make this a bigger exercise. Let's just, when you go out, do this for a whole day, what I'm about to tell you, is instead of being like, I need to get five numbers today, right? Like you're thinking like, that's what I need. I need to get five numbers. If I don't get five numbers, it's not going to be a good day, or it's not going to work out, or I haven't succeeded. When you're that focused on the outcome, that's when the nervous energy starts to come up. Because you're so focused on getting better, and you're so focused on the outcome. What you need to do is you need to practice mindfulness. You ever heard of mindfulness? Mindfulness is one of the best and actually quickest ways to success in anything in life. Mindfulness is the act of being mindful, which is being present. Of being present in this very second, in the moment you have right in front of you. In the smell, in the touch, in the sight, Next time you go out, be mindful. Meaning, don't focus on, okay, I hope this goes well, I'm talking to her, I'm talking, okay, I'm keeping conversation going, and okay, I, okay, when should I get the number? Don't be focused on that. Just focus on being able to brighten someone's day, or just have a conversation. Or maybe like the latest thing that might be on your mind, on anything, nothing too personal and weird, but you know, something, um, I don't know, that you're thinking about, a current event, whatever it is. Have that be something you can talk about with a girl and just focus on that. So don't be fast forwarding. That's what we always do in everything. We're always worried about tomorrow and the next day and a year from now and worried about what happened yesterday and a year ago. And don't get me wrong, I'm still that way. I'm always worrying about tomorrow and, and, and what happened last week. But I've learned to control it better. And it's, it's always going to be an exercise. and It's always going to be a practice in your whole life. But it's the key to getting rid of the nervousness. Because the nervousness is stemming from future projections about what's going to happen. Instead, be in that moment. Focus on what kind of value I can bring to this girl I'm talking to right now. What kind of fun conversation can I have in this moment? Think one, two steps ahead, not seven. You can think about those things as a whole when you're studying or going home, like, okay, you know, these are the things I have to work on. That's okay, that's goal-oriented. That's taking the steps to getting what you want. But when you're in it, when you're really in it, 
just be focusing on that moment.